Patrick Smith, one of the other founders of Nebraska Global, I don't know if he texted her to call, but he was like, hey, let's go get sushi. And so his deal with me has always been this. If he wants to get together for coffee, we're just going to hang out and talk. How's the family, right? If you ask us about sushi, something's going on. From Grindstone Media, this is Nebraska Made, a narrative journey through the lives of Nebraska's most inspiring business leaders. We unpack the intimate details of how our guests navigated obstacles and built their companies in pursuit of the good life. I'm JT Martin, and today we hear from Skip Cronin, an expert in strength and movement and the CEO of Elite Form, an AI technology that helps athletes get stronger in the weight room. Our guest today, Skip Cronin, spent his early years becoming a fitness and movement expert. And now he leads a fitness tech company called Elite Form. And one thing about Skip is that he's not afraid of a challenge. He's been known to get into bench press competitions with NFL players, and he isn't afraid to speak his mind in company meetings either. Skip lives life in high gear, and he's helping to push Nebraska tech forward. I was actually born in Omaha, but I'm adopted. Wow. So that's got its own levels of, of sort of complication. Uh, so my, like my first legal name was William Zach. Okay. And apparently my mom hated that name. I got kind of forced on her by her first husband. Yeah. Uh, but he was in the Navy and apparently I was bossy as hell. So they started calling me the skipper, which got trimmed to skip. So I've been skip longer than my legal name. And basically was uh, just kind of a typical kid, like athlete, um, like did well in school without trying kind of thing. Um, things came pretty easy. So when we got to high school, like I still did, did well in my classes, but like, like I remember somebody asking what I was going to major in in college and I said baseball. So I actually went to a junior college first in the... Like when people get drafted, if you go to a junior college, you can get drafted every year. If you go to a four-year school, you can't get drafted till after your junior year. Because you want to get drafted into the MLB. Yeah, I just, I just, yeah. Let's go play pro baseball. Sort of my mindset. Um, so yeah, so I went to a junior college. Um, I was a philosophy major. Blew my arm out. So then I went home, finished my degree at Purdue. Kind of went from there. Moved to Chicago. So you moved to Chicago after, after Purdue, right? What what was your plan to do when you got there? Yeah, I had no plan. <laughs> I really had no plan. Um, I had a really good friend there, um, but like I moved to Chicago and experienced the city. Like I just got some job to make ends meet, but spent most of my time playing basketball, going to shows, right? But I went back home to visit my parents and I ran into uh, a coach who was basically the head baseball coach for our rival high school. His name's Jake Burton. Um, I was like, actually, I think I might want to coach with him. Right, so get back up to Chicago. Uh, I think I sent him a letter. Like, that's still how long ago it was. No email, <laughs> no phone call. I sent him a letter. Um, but he got back to me. He was like, yeah, we, we could use an assistant coach. It became kind of, I think, pretty valued, like assistant. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, this is 
this is what I want to do now. So how do I do it better? So for me, it was about how do I make people better athletes? Because if I make them better athletes, then we can make them better baseball players. So Skip gets into kinesiology to help advance his athletic coaching career. He educates himself on all things movement and becomes somewhat of a fitness and athletic performance expert. In the meantime, he gets a desk job to be able to support his passions and his family. And that's when he starts to get connected with the Lincoln startup community. Like I just went down a path of like becoming a salesperson to have a job, right? Which kind of became business development. Um, somewhere in that period, uh, my wife and I ended up moving to Lincoln. Not too long after that, um, I ended up meeting Doug Durham. Um, and he was working at Mind Vision Accelerate. And then that's where I really sort of slid into the ecosystem that is sort of Steve Keen, Doug, right? Started mm -hmm. with Mind Vision. Yep. Has morphed into many heads over time, right? But mm -hmm. then became Nebraska Global. And so when those guys started Nebraska Global, I was still at Digital River and was not a fan of being a part of a public company, at least in terms of how that company ran. And so uh, as, as Doug and, and Steve and Patrick were starting Nebraska Global, I actually exited to um, start like a custom handmade bike company here in town. So Warax Bicycles. Yeah. And cycling's kind of a big part of your life too. That's yeah, it's a huge part of my life. So when I, well, when I moved to Lincoln, I got a job at CycleWorks just to meet people that I knew I'd like get along with. Okay, so you're building bicycles. Tell me about your first shop or your first bike project. Well, or yeah, never really, got, never really even got as far as a shop. So <laughs> um, there are two ways you can grow a company like that. And I didn't pick one. I created a zebra right in the middle and did a great job of making it not work. <laughs> so it's 2007 and Skip is chasing his passions. He's teamed up with a welder named Sam Rosenau to design custom bicycles. Now there are two methodologies for building a bike company. You can become a full custom frame builder or you can make these prefabricated frames that come in standard sizes and can be sold wholesale to big sporting goods stores. Well, Skip started down the custom bike frame path but they just didn't have the time to weld enough bikes to remain profitable. And by the time that they tried to pivot into the prefab frame business model, they had run out of capital. Did you feel a little disappointed when that went under? I mean, that oh, I was still your feel baby. disappointed. It's probably apparent, right? <laughs> like when you look back and see it was there to be done, uh, whether it's through ignorance, naivete, right? Not asking the right questions, like, just a near miss. We sold a lot of very popular socks that people still want to this day. Um, there was probably a market there. You could have been the Bombas of cycling. Uh, I 100% think if it had been done right, it would still be going to this day. Yeah, I mean, I still on my Instagram, hey, when are you bringing back the socks? No way. So... What's your next stepping stone then after Warax? Do you have a moment where you're staring at your ceiling, like laying in bed, being like, oh man, I, should I move to India and get in touch with myself <laughs> or what do I do? Um, 
Well, it's funny. Uh, Patrick Smith, one of the other founders of Nebraska Global, I don't know if he texted her to call, but he was like, hey, let's go get sushi. And so his deal with me has always been this. If he wants to get together for coffee, we're just going to hang out and talk. How's the family, right? If you ask us about sushi, something's going on. So that was his tell, right? And so we get together. He asks about Warax. Uh, he's like, well, we've got something that we're working on, and I can't really tell you too much about it, but don't go anywhere. So I'm not sure he was thinking about India, to your example. <laughs> but uh, I think everybody knew I was a bit of a flight risk because I believe a lot of places already. Um, so I was like, oh, there's not a lot to go on there, but okay. And so uh, a couple months later, another sushi meeting, and it became a very high level, what do you know about performance analytics? And I'm, I'm not sure anybody on staff at Nebraska Global at the time would have known exactly how much I knew, right? And so I got a basic understanding from Patrick, but I trusted him. So, okay, I'm in. So Skip rejoins his former colleagues Patrick Smith and Steve Keen on this new project called Elite Form. It's a 3D camera technology that measures athletes' weightlifting velocity and power without interrupting the flow of their workout. See, up until this point, football programs have been measuring their athletes' velocity using what's called a tendo unit, which is actually a physical device that attaches to the barbell and it can be both cumbersome and fragile. This just wasn't getting the job done, so Elite Form was born. And it all started with our beloved university's football program. Legitimately, it does come back to Nebraska football. And like Steve, again, deserves some credit for that. Like he was on campus working with the Rake School, comes out of a meeting and has a side conversation with Tom Osborne. And that conversation was effectively, we have this device called the Tendo unit. It's basically, I always joke, it's two cans and a string. It's basically a string you put on a bar and they keep breaking. Do you, like, can you think of a better way to do this? And Steve probably had to research what the this even was, but it's Steve. So he was going to research it and research it well. And then like he had a team back at the office that was going to be a great group to like, just figure out, Hey, how else can you literally look at how fast a barbell is moving? Right. And so I happen to think coach Osborne probably also knew I'm talking to a Nebraska fan, right? He's probably going to be motivated to figure this out with us, right? And Nebraska, I think, as a university, deserves a lot of credit. There's only so many schools that are going to even entertain the idea of working with a technology company to develop a product. And to this day, I'm amazed Nebraska did it. I've told the story a few times. Like, day one, the development team will do, like, a stand-up. And everybody just literally just stands there and this is what I'm working on today. And uh, one of the computer vision team said, hey, is there a right way to do a squat? And that was sort of a, what have I gotten myself into moment? <laughs> they were already measuring things. and they, they were already doing a really good job of having a consistent, accurate measure. But they just didn't really know the space in terms of kinesiology, if you will. Okay, we see what these people are doing, but is there technically a right way to do it? 
Yeah. And uh, the, and these engineers aren't squatting two plates on their off days. Right. Either. I'm sure with all respect in the world, when they went over it, like we did our R and D with Nebraska football and I'm sure when they went over there, it was the first time in the weight room for a lot of people. Right. And then there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, you don't know those things at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. So, and so it was like kind of tough to get things off the ground because everyone being motivated with good intention, right, was still going in different directions. And so like, we had we had a meeting at one point. I was just incredibly nervous. So I called this meeting because uh, I had been told that one of the benchmarks that had been sent was we'd be a $10 million a year company in year one. And the challenge with that is you can count up all the racks that are in division one sports. And one of our units goes on one of those racks typically. So it's pretty easy to measure what the potential sales are. If you got a hundred percent market saturation, that would be $10 million. So it's like, well, so that's impossible. Right. Just right. fundamentally. And so I felt the need to say, if that's what you guys think, you just need to let me go. And I said, I wish I could remember exactly what I said, right? But <laughs> however that came out in my nervousness, I got crickets back. And then I was even more nervous. Right? So I leave the meeting and I'm like, I don't even know what happened. And so I just decided, well, now I'm just going to outwork everybody because I don't know what else to do. Um, and to give, like, it was kind of one of those things where I don't know if I need to give people credit, right, or exactly what went on, but everybody just left us alone. And so then it became, we're going to slowly build this. So Skip and his team have their work cut out for them. They already have Nebraska football as a test subject which opens the doors of an entire network of former coaches and alumni who are willing to test the Cornhusker-approved technology. There are many former Nebraska coaches out there like Sean Halls, who had worked with the Navy SEALs before going to the Philadelphia Eagles, or Josh Hinkst, who was a nutritionist at Nebraska, and then the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then on to the Eagles. But even with the right connections, success does not come overnight. Do you remember the first big program that Elite Form signed? Well, it, unfortunately, it took a while for us to get to that one. Mm-hmm. So like our first major client, um, and I don't count Nebraska because they did so much R&D with us, um, was Texas A&M football. But the reality of that was it was a recruiting tool. It was sort of a shiny object um, that they knew would get athletes in the door. And so they did a video... And we were all excited, right? Oh, Texas A&M is doing this video or stuff. It'll be great. And even turn the unit on. The screen was as black as that screen right there. Oh, no. <laughs> and so it hurt, right, more than it really made us all feel good. And then when we were doing the install itself, I got a call from Ron McKeefrey, who was at the University of Tennessee at the time. And he had planned on bringing us in. But they had already poured all the concrete in their room and couldn't put power outlets in the room without it basically doubling the cost of our product. So I'm enjoying this warm moment during the Texas A&M install, but also getting kicked. But yeah, so then finally, like I think the Philadelphia Eagles might've been where it was finally like, okay, 
Like we stayed, we watched a workout, you could see people getting into it. Um, and that's when it kind of became like, okay, like there's a, here's the positive I was hoping for, for <laughs> you know, two years prior. So. Market validation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I wonder, do you think that people really look to Husker football as a litmus test for successful strength and conditioning programs, much like the Husker Power program of, what was it, the 90s, where we really kind of pioneered a lot of weightlifting in our program. So go back to the 70s, that sense that you brought up of this is where strength conditioning started, that gets established. So if you're an up-and-coming strength coach, where do you want to work? You want to work in Nebraska, right? You want to learn your trade there. And at that time, strength conditioning was like an apprenticeship. So you're going to learn under Boyd. You're going to learn under Mike Arthur. And now you're become valued because you learned how to do it at Nebraska. So like there's Nebraska strength conditioning staff just littered throughout the country. And if it weren't for those connections and frankly, their willingness to have a conversation. Oh, you know, Sean? Well, since you know, Sean, yeah, I'll talk to you. But if you were just some random person calling in a cold call, mm-hmm. I doubt you get to have that conversation at all. Yeah. If you're just some Silicon Valley company that's, you know, says oh, that absolutely. you have the best technology, but having that Nebraska football validation really opened up the doors to make this thing blow up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, between that and being able to have a conversation that let a strength coach know that you actually knew about training and weren't just this technology person that developed something like those two things really open the door that and cussing <laughs> there's there's no better way there's no better way to actually end up having a real conversation right because people are formal at first right yeah. so because when you're talking strength training you're talking the most aggro just testosterone up conversation that you could ever probably have. So throwing in some four letter words is probably the way to really lubricate the conversation. That's well said. Today, Elite Form is used by three out of the top four ranked college football programs at Alabama, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. Next year, Skip and Elite Form are looking to tap into what Skip calls the prosumer market, which are regular consumers who also want to train like a pro athlete. I'm JT Martin, and this has been a Grindstone production. Grindstone is one of the premier production and marketing firms here in Lincoln, offering everything you need to grow your business in 2020, from video and podcast production to social media management and media buying. You can learn more by visiting grindstoneagency.com. We're getting ready to kind of pick out new features for Elite Form, and I was looking up how other people do it. And I thought, there's got to be some videos on YouTube of people like using this. And I found a couple and they're absolutely horrible. And so I sent one to our team and I was like, I'm just annoyed at the mediocrity of it all. And then uh, John Coates, who works for us, quickly replies back in quotes, the mediocre or annoyed at the mediocrity of it all. The Skip Cronin story, <laughs> which is just gold. 